Welcome back to the Pop Cultured Podcast. We are um, we're doing a special episode today because uh, we're massive fans of Marvel and Avengers uh, Infinity War. Um, and I thought, why not get one of my film critic friends to come over and really do a deep dive um, and do a spoiler-heavy show. Um, and I couldn't have asked for anyone better than Clarice Lockley. She's just told me how to say her name in the official oh, Irish yeah. way. It starts out French and then it goes Irish. It's the fun name, right? <laughs> Your voice is going all over the place. And she's not even from France or Ireland. No. no. Well, I'm like half French, but I've never lived there. Mm. And... I get scared when I go to France because I don't speak French well enough <laughs> and people get angry. <laughs> oh, God. No, I get, I get, uh, well, I'm half Tunisian. They speak French there and people speak Tunisian, uh, French to me as if I'm supposed to know. I'm like, I've just got a turn, guys. Yeah. That's it. You're like, we? Oh, we. So, Clarice, she works at The Independent um, as a film critic and she also is a special substitute teacher at Wittertainment, um, which is awesome. I yeah. First female critic there. Yeah, I'm very unteachery, but that's what I'm called officially, so I will embrace it. <laughs> so um, we actually have been on a journey for this Avengers because we went to see the special 25 minutes of the film before it was released so we could interview some of the people. We interviewed... Who did you interview? I, I interviewed the Russell brothers and then Letitia Wright and Sebastian Stan were like a duo together. Yeah, we did that. That was great. That was really fun. Although we were saying before we started that we didn't really get much out of them plot wise and it seemed like they didn't really know what they're talking about well the russo brothers did but yeah from my understanding i don't think the cast saw the film until the la premiere because every time anyone opened their mouth it just seemed like no one knew what was happening (laughs) (laughs) which i guess is good because otherwise someone would have spoiled everything well we worked out that actually afterwards that sebastian's dad did kind of spoil something um an avengers spoiler in a very confusing and vague way he said that he'd been on set filming something with Michelle Pfeiffer, Samuel Jackson and Michael Douglas which obviously that isn't from Infinity War but yeah and I I just want to say quickly if you haven't watched Infinity War stop this podcast go to your cinema watch it then press play again because we're gonna get really spoiler heavy. Oh yeah, um, sorry, I like slightly pre-spoiled. To, to be sorry. fair, we did say it earlier, and I feel like it on the tin it's gonna say spoilers, like spoiler, spoils, spoilers, just spoilers. 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 Yeah. So, Avengers: Infinity War. What did you think of this movie? I think was it because are you like a big Marvel fan in terms of you love all the. I yeah, I, well, I don't love all of them, but I like the comic books. I really got into them since the movies, it's like since like, getting into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and I did like a, oh, I told you I did a marathon and watched all 18, 18 movies before it came out. So I was ready for this film. Yeah, I was like, I guess I was less ready because I'm in kind of the position where I love the Marvel movies that I love. So I'm all about Guardians. I'm all about Thor Ragnarok. I'm all about Black Panther, but I, with the other ones, I can appreciate that they're good, <laughs> but I'm not quite as... A, I just don't really have much emotional investment in Doctor Strange, and so I feel like Infinity War was really interesting because I could sit back and really appreciate what was going on and how interesting it is for cinema because... It, it's 10 years of storytelling now reaching this climax, which I don't think we've really ever seen anything like that before because 
it's so different from what Star Wars does, which is they do kind of tell these more complete stories and it's just little blocks of storytelling as opposed to 10 like continuous years, which is I just, yeah, I think that's insane that that's happened and we all sat there and watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were sat there and I feel like I was so animated when I, um, what I liked about it. It's like you said, it's been 10 years, but also like there's 10 years worth of directors and different like styles of filmmaking. And I think what it felt when we were watching this was like this patchwork quilt where when you saw a Guardians of the Galaxy bit, you felt like James Gunn could have directed it. When it was like Thor and that lot, it was like, oh, could Taika have been there? You know, even the jokes. I love that they retain that kind of same sense of um, humour. Yeah, and the fact that when Thor and Star-Lord met, it, it made so much sense for them to have this insecure bro-off because that's what the place that those two characters are <laughs> at the moment. It just, it like logically in terms of character worked so well just to be like, throw those two guys in a room. I think as well, like, cause I, like I said, I've read a lot, a lot of the comic books. Um, it really felt like a comic book when you're watching it, just like how random people just showed up together. Like even in that scene where there's, they're on Titan and it's Thanos and it's Mantis and then Star-Lord, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. And it just, felt like a comic book collection it just feels so great that we've actually been able to really achieve that comic book feel because yeah I've re I was reading I've been reading a lot of the Avengers stuff now and like there's this one where I think it's called Avengers uh, it's a new Avengers breakout and it's basically the, the you know the raft which is like that prison and then yeah. it's like Matt Murdock and Luke Cage but then there's also Spider-Woman and then Captain America shows up and it just I really love that they managed to achieve that on screen yeah sure. and the actual physical feat of having to put like 10 characters in one frame and like one person standing on a rock and another person's <laughs> like crouching down so that everyone could just fit that felt really comic booky because I always see that it's just weird like body position so everyone can fit in <laughs> I suppose what, 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 one thing that did surprise me, and I suppose in hindsight now it kind of makes sense, I didn't realise there'd be so much about the Thor and the Guardians. I actually think that Captain America really was under, like, not underused, but I was expecting him to play more of a significant role, but it seemed to be everything out of space was actually, you know, there was that big fight scene at the end in Wakanda, but then everything, all the main kind of, things that need to be done seem to be out in space what did you think yeah they kind of got over civil war quite quickly which i guess makes <laughs> sense because there's a bigger threat but everyone's like yeah we were fighting but giant space guy <laughs> let's go oh bucky you're good again great yeah <laughs> fantastic let's go let's start fighting <laughs> which i think that's the thing with infinity war is just trying to because i remember when i was interviewing the wrestlers i just was trying to think of questions and trying to imagine what would it it would be like to direct that film and I couldn't because it hurt my brain <laughs> to think about them having to sit in a boardroom with these 30 characters and go right this person's going to be here and then this person's going to be here and then we're going to take yeah. this storyline from Ragnarok this story from Civil War we're going to put these together just it, it makes sense that certain things are dropped because if you tried to keep everything, it would be a like eight hour epic. Absolutely. I mean, that was long. That was the longest uh, Marvel film so far. What was it? Two hours forty seven minutes or forty nine yeah. minutes? I think. I think I did a story about these. I don't know how long these films are. Um, I I think one of the things that I kind of noticed about it, and I really hope this is something that we can look forward to in the next phase, is that. I feel even though that there were some things in it that about the female characters that I thought were a bit 
you know, uh, eye rolling. Like, you know, the Star-Lord and the Thor bit kind of fighting over her. Yeah. That was a bit oh, cool. And when all the girls had to fight and do the girl fight, I yeah. hate girl I fights. Hate <laughs> it's so annoying. And the fact it was like, okay, why does it have to be the three women fighting the bad woman? Yeah. It's men, like, clearly the men and the women, they're all superheroes. They can all fight each other it's fine <laughs> i don't get that when we set up in black panther the dora milaje just being the most like the badass ass kicking ones why wouldn't they taking on you know more why wouldn't they take on the other uh, big ones what, what are they called Child, children of thanos like it just oh yeah yeah although you know what was interesting i i did actually think i remember speaking to someone at um at yahoo before the movie came come out and i was like wait a sec if scarlet witch this powers def- comes from the mind stone why didn't she just destroy the mind stone and then obviously bingo bingo it happened <laughs> but it all happened a bit too late and there's some things that you have to allow for like plot because you're like oh wait a sec why didn't they get why didn't they sort this out sooner like but then it wouldn't they needed that didn't they they needed this kind of all to collapse really yeah there's a lot of oh we can't kill this person you can't kill this place fine for everyone around them to die the but... whole world to die <laughs> yeah. half the world to die but no let's save vision yeah who <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't want to go all Blade Runner on this, but he is a robot. Right, he's an AI, like it's Jarvis. Yeah. Like Jarvis will still exist without Vision's body. Yeah. So that was a bit of a mad one. I think Wakanda is maybe worth more than one robot. Right, right. Not to be anti-robot, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I am sick of your anti-robot sentiment. <laughs> get out. Uh, get out. Um, I think, you know what, I, one of the things about, I'm quite an emotional person, Um I cry at a lot of things and there was two moments in this film where I actually like had tears in my eyes and it was it was the bit where T'Challa goes Wakanda forever and they're about to go into that battle because it reminded me of that scene in Wonder Woman you know where she's going into no man's land and she's just you know it's just like risking everything and just going for it and like you just realize that there's all these people just about to go die and these really scary things and it just really got me in my chest and the other one which I feel like everyone like whirled up at this bit. Was oh, the wait. Peter part of it? You know, the Spider-Man bit at the end? Oh, I didn't. I'm a monster. <gasps> you a monster. <laughs> I only cried at one bit and it's for it. This, this is one of my criticisms is that I cry at everything and I didn't really well up at this too much. The only bit is when Star-Lord realizes that Gamora's dead, but it's not because I was invested in that relationship. It's because... Chris Pratt's face reminded me of that bit from Parks and Recreation where he goes, I'm not crying, I'm allergic to jerks. <laughs> and, I, and I love that joke so much that I was crying in recognition of how pathetic and sweet Chris Pratt looks like when he cries. <laughs> it was a cry for the so good it's pity acting. Tears, pity tears. It's not like pity, it was, a, it was a cry for the good acting of Chris <laughs> Pratt because I thought he did well in that moment. And he I, did he's good when he cries. Yeah, he is good. I don't know. I just feel like everyone's talking about this and it did get me this Peter Parker thing. I think it just really hit home like the. Mr. Stark, I don't feel too good. And then you realise, like, yeah. he's 15, and that's it. Uh, that really, I was really surprised by that. It came, I think probably because it just came out of, no one had that kind of moment to kind of, whoa, what's going on? Like, Bucky was just like, oh, hey, Steve, oh, bye. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird that Spider-Man had all that time, but, yeah, Bucky was just like, oh, this is happening. <laughs> so, so, So what do we think then? So, obviously, I mean, I have this kind of, I mean, one of the things the Russo brothers said to me, I was like, does it end on a cliffhanger? And they said, no, it's a complete story. And it's like, 
Hello, post-credit scene. Hello, yeah. Nick Fury. <laughs> and your pager too. Actually, I love that everyone cheered at that moment when you saw Captain Marvel's like. Yeah, because everyone just was like, "Okay, here we go." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's "Okay, it's fixed. okay." They're dead now, but there's Brie Larson coming, and yeah. it's gonna happen, She'll and it's gonna be great. Swing her Oscar around, and everything will be okay. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so. So we were talking about what do we think? How did? How does it? How has it ended? So we're talking about the Infinity Stones. Now you have a theory about um, what happened to them at the very end. Yeah, because I feel like I probably misunderstood the entire film now because talking to everyone else, no one shares this. But I thought that at the end of the film, the Infinity Stones, because you see the Infinity Gauntlet and it's crushed up because it's the power that kind of overcame them. I thought the Infinity Stones as well were kind of cracked and and used up. I thought that the whole point of collecting all these stones and putting them in the gauntlet was to do this one thing. And once he'd done it, that's it. He could throw the gauntlet in a lake and be done with it because that's all he wanted to do. So I thought, okay, well, they're going to have to find a different way to save everybody. And the quantum realm (laughs) is the quantum realm. Here it is. (laughs) Which uh, the wiki for the Marvel Cinematic Universe says it's an alternate dimension where time and space don't matter. So that seems like if that doesn't matter, go in there, drag everybody out. So wait, so so what do you think with the quantum? So what do you think then? So after this, do you think that actually all the people, half the universe have gone to the quantum realm? Yeah, I think either... They've not just died, they've just gone to a different reality. Well, I think maybe they could have died and you have to go in the quantum realm to time travel back to get them from previous times. Okay. Or you can go to a different dimension in which Thanos never was born or something. Yeah. Because they do that a lot, there. don't they? They do a lot in the, in the Marvel comics, like Earth 1619 or whatever, like these different multiverses. Yeah. I don't, I think it's interesting. I think when you say Quantum Realm, this makes, this kind of makes sense because obviously there's two movies in between this film and Avengers 4, which is Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel. So obviously with Ant-Man and the Wasp and the fact that we know that Janet Pym's coming back, who has been stuck in the Quantum Realm all these years. Just chilling there. Just chilling there. So there's obviously a way with, they're obviously going to find a way for her to come back. Because as we know from your interview with Sebastian Stan, Michelle Pfeiffer was there on one day of shooting. So So maybe that's her being like, hey, while I was in the quantum realm, I saw this guy dressed as a spider. Do we, (laughs) do we know him? Do we know him? Because you're an ant, he's a spider. I feel like you might know each other. (laughs) Yeah, that, I feel, so, so we think quantum realm could have something to do with it. Yeah. I, I think definitely something has to be something at the time. So I, feel like dr strange like left left like evaporated or wherever it was did the voldemort because actually i felt that scene reminded me of voldemort and you were the ash oh like, uh, yeah and then red skull's the dementor oh it's just God, it's yeah. a harry potter movie it's, it's a not harry Marvel. potter film <laughs> uh so this is what what would it be harry potter and the infinity court like yeah like harry Civil? potter and the and the ashy ashy heroes <laughs> Expelliarmus. If they, they had Expelliarmus, they would have got that Infinity Gauntlet off his hand so easy. Yeah, wouldn't it? It'd be like oops, soz. Or Akio, Akio Infinity Gauntlet. So, is your theory basically that Harry Potter would have defeated I mean, Thanos? This is my, where this is my fan. No one else this is, could. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is what I think Phase Four is about because 
Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they've got a Disney Warner Brothers deal going on. Well, if you had any Jedis, <laughs> they can move things with the Force. Yeah. So you just get old Ray. <laughs> Come on, Ray. I'm Jedi her way through it. <laughs> you know what, though? Actually, speaking of female uh, heroes, like I said earlier, I think the female heroes did quite well in this one, and it really feels like the next phase is going to be set up. And I hope, fingers crossed, set up for actually women having more agency in it. Because if you think about it, and it's kind of like what it reminded me of Last Jedi was that basically men ruined everything. Like men just caused all the issues that have been kind of went went on. Like if Star Lord hadn't, you know, gotten his feelings about Gamora and just thought stick to the plan, Star Lord, we're about to get this thing off. Mantis using Mantis proving that she is a super powerful superhero. The fact that she was able to hold Thanos, yeah. which is brilliant. She was so much better in this than she was in volume two. Right. And I'm so happy about that because I was really I was kind of disappointed by this is a complete side note, but I wasn't a huge fan of volume two, even though I love the Guardians. Yeah. And to actually see the women in this film seem to actually have more like to yeah. do and more humour to them was nice. Absolutely. I think as well, like with Gamora, I mean a lot of people have said that she got a bad run on this film. And I just don't know. I don't know how 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 would you have done it in any other way when it can she is we've always known that she's Thanos' favourite. She was always gonna have a central role in this. She was always gonna have to in a way, I felt like it was inevitable that she was going to die. Yeah. Or something. I think how she is in this film, I actually liked. I think the only part that frustrated me is that in the previous two films she was in, I feel like she wasn't given that much to do. So yeah. it feels like if she is genuinely dead and we're never going to see her again, it does feel a shame because I feel like they cut that story short. And yeah. Before, all we've ever seen her do is be about Thanos and be serious and be like, oh, stop joking around, yeah. tree. I think that's, I think, the thing is, though, it's hard to go back on these things. It's there now. Mm. And I don't think, in a way, for the story, for, for, personally, for me, I feel like with Avengers 4, I think they're all going to come back, except for every person who died, Gamora, and everyone who died before Gamora. Like, yeah. I don't think Loki's coming back or Heimdall. I think because of Doctor Strange saying that he saw like 14 million outcomes and there was one that worked, I think the one that could have worked was that moment where Gamora sacrificed, you know, she got soul stoned Mm. by Gamora. Sorry, um, Thanos loves you, but he's got bigger fish to fry. Um, Him having all of the stones there in a perfect position for them to actually take this gauntlet off them because of the way Peter Quill reacted, that was, it could have gone two ways. So I think they need to get back to that point in a way. Oh, that's my idea. I feel that's like, interesting. I thought something completely different, but that's really interesting. Because I was thinking about, you know, like in um, that movie About Time, you know, the one with... I know <laughs> it's like, to do About oh, Time. So yeah, yes. About Time, you know. <laughs> about Time where uh, he, he can obviously go back into Richard Curtis, Bill Nye, um, and Donald, Gle- Donald Gleeson, and they can go back in time, but... When there's a significant life event, like having a kid, you can't go back for it. So his dad's died, and now he once he has a new kid, he can't go back there. So I feel that because of so when someone dies in that moment, like he won't, they won't be able to get to that point again with Thanos, where they've got everything. I think if they try to go from the beginning, I don't think it's going to work out because again, there's 14 million tries, and they nearly had it there. Yeah. And there's also that moment where Doctor Strange says to Tony, "Because why did he give him the time stone?" 
Well, because my interpretation was that the only probability that worked is that everyone had to die. So this is why I think the Infinity Stones are destroyed, because my idea was that he had to complete the gauntlet and kill everybody in quotation marks so that the Infinity Stones were gone, they didn't have any power anymore, so that then they could bring everybody back and the world would finally be free of right, like Thanos' so you think threat. That makes sense for the thing, but then my only thing about that is that why wouldn't why did they bother even trying to stop him then? Because why would they have the whole fight to say, because Doctor Strange could be like, actually guys, look, Soz, me, Peter, Drax, apologies, we all gotta have to go because there's gonna be, this is something's gonna happen. So I don't know if, I don't know, maybe that could happen because they could, I mean, it'd be a massive plot hole because then you'd just be like, why didn't they say this in the first place? And everybody'd be like, hey guys, just... I don't know, would Thanos get suspicious if everyone was like, yeah, just kill us. Because he does say, Doctor Strange, he does say, you'll please, you know, this is the only thing I could do. I had to do this. Yeah. that's That's what's making me thinking, that's what makes me think that, like, again, we needed the whole universe. I think we can both agree that in order to get rid of Thanos and to survive, they needed to go through this timeline and this to happen for them to go back in time to try again. But I don't know. It's interesting because I'm thinking about this Captain Marvel's powers because she's not a time traveler. She can... Well, according to a scientist, though they interviewed somebody who was some quantum realm expert or something. (laughs) You love the quantum realm. I'm I'm fixated on this. And if I'm right, I'm going to... Everyone needs to pay me a pound if I'm correct about this. (laughs) um, They interviewed a scientist about the quantum realm and he did bring up that it was going to be really important in Captain Marvel. And I think it might just be because she's so powerful yeah. that she'll be like, I'm the only person who can get through the quantum realm and survive and not get trapped. And yeah. she'll be able to manipulate. Because the thing is, at this point, we we don't know what her powers are going to be because uh, they can change anything from the comics. So it could just yeah. be that she has like weird time powers. But that's the thing. Like I, I've been reading the kind of... I've only read like a couple of new... The newish ones... Which don't really go back to how she gets her powers, like from Marvel, um, but it's kind of she's you know she's gallivanting across the universe and she's she can obviously fly and also she can um, breathe in like any atmosphere. Atmosphere. I mean, Marvel. Yeah. I think because the thing is, she's what is it? Scree. Scree? Yeah, Cree. Cree. Cree scrolls, Cree and the scrolls. Oh yeah, okay, we, we didn't even here. get to the scrolls. I can't wait for some along. like really, uh, some really uh, intense comic where people listen to this and like, oh god, they don't even oh, know. No. They don't know they're Cree <laughs> from the Cree. <laughs> hey, but do you know about the quantum realm, guys? <laughs> Let me sit down with have my you, MCU wiki. Have you seen Quantum Leap though? Oh, maybe it'll be that. Maybe that. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I feel like if James Gunn directed Avengers Four, he would definitely get what's his name, Scott. Scott Bayola, is that his name? <laughs> they would be like, get him in, just a random quantum, just come in, like a proper mashup, that'd be amazing. You know, the guy who's like, did you just watch Quantum Leap? No, it, it was Quantum Leap British. It was American. Oh, but, um, okay, no excuse then. <laughs> no, I never watched it. It used to be on my TV, kind of really, like, it, I remember it used to be like a 6 o'clock, 6.45 kind of thing, after The Simpsons. Um, but we digress. <laughs> oh no, now all the quantum leap <laughs> no, experts are going to come along. <laughs> she doesn't know anything. She knows nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, so again, I feel like when we get to Avengers 4, obviously Captain Marvel is going to be a significant um, part in saving the day. 
Um, also, I love the fact that it was a pager. Like, he's had this pager since the 90s. Yeah, she's from she's from the 90s. Yeah. So she left a, wherever she went. I guess she was like, here's a pager. Yeah. Or call me on my but phone. Also, pretty an amazing pager. Like, yeah. Can, you know, she Isn't that like Star Lord's mixtape that's still working? Yeah, that's <laughs> like, forever. Yes. Um, also, I just love how they, like, have you noticed how Nick Fury always has a plan B? Yeah. Like, every single thing. It's like, oh, I'm being a... a, a oh, we're going to get... I had an idea about a team of people to get in together. It's like, oh, well... Like, every single movie, it feels like he's always got, like, oh, we're about to all die, but actually, no, actually, Nick Fury's going to fake his death and come back, or he's going to bring someone in, or just something... He's always got something, and this is... Yeah. Like, I love that he's always got a plan B, so no matter what, it's always Nick Fury <laughs> who is saving the day. Yeah. And which makes me think Captain Marvel must be time travel because why would he not have phoned her, page, sorry, paged her right. before this point? Right, but this is what's <laughs> At mad. any point, like in the first Avengers movie being like, oh yeah, I know like an undefeatable space woman. I should probably yeah. page her now that, that New York so City is burning. Sense. And also when you think about, but also when you think about the time, like cross space and time and how... I don't know. I feel like every every sci-fi movie I've had is that when you're in another part of the galaxy, time goes slower. So you could be, you know, in a year in one place and then you get like an interstellar. It's like you go in a black hole and then you come out the wrong end. It's like a hundred years in the future or something or 50 yeah. years have passed. So that could happen. There's also this like, it could also mean that she, it would introduce new, like new heroes that do have time traveling ability. Like there's this one character, I can't remember her name, but she's like a rock star on planet earth and she has the ability to like travel between time and space so is this the x-men this the... is this is this captain marvel i think it's like a 2014 edition volume one and there's a cat oh is it volume two it could be volume two but basically she interacts with like the guardians of the galaxy in this one but there's a character with her who is able to like travel across time so it might not even be captain marvel she might just be with another character who can actually has that ability Oh, maybe. I, I just, I'm very excited That's, just yeah. for like a whole new chapter that can just really just put a, like a look, line in the sand really for this. Cause I feel like, yeah. you know, I know t I find Tony's still around. Captain America's still around. I mean, I can't believe they got rid of Chala, but I mean, he's obviously not getting rid of because as if they're not going to do another Black Panther <laughs> film. Like, I think he's back. Unless, yeah. unless Letitia Wright's stepping up and going to be Black Panther. True, they could do that and they could get someone else to be Spider-Man. But then also Guardians of the Galaxy would just be Rocket. Raccoon. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> His little spaceship. Oh, which bless him. would watch. What, was your, what, was your, what, what did you think were your funniest things? I really liked when he was trying, trying to say, hey, give me your gun <laughs> to Bucky. This. What about your arm? I'm going to get that arm. <laughs> I think the bit that was funniest for me was unintentional because there's the scene where Thor lands in Wakanda and he's got the lightning and he just looks completely badass. And they cut to Black Widow and just the look on Scarlett Johansson's face just looks as if she just came immediately. <laughs> she was like, whoa, what happened here? Wow, okay, forget Hawkeye and Hulk and everybody else. Why have I not been flirting with this guy? <laughs> I don't know. It was just something about the way she played that moment was so funny. Oh, me. you know what made which was unintentionally funny was the fact, like, looking at Mark Ruffalo in that, um, looking at Bruce Banner in the Iron Man hench robot because there was that bit at the end where they were all really serious, but all I could see was just like 
Mark Ruffalo's head oh, yeah. and really CGI, tiny like tiny little head. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, look at him cute. That was interesting though, that kind of the Hulk doesn't want to come out to play. Do you, what do you reckon that was about? I think it's because he was got beaten up for the first time and he was like, oh my God, I'm in my feelings and I'm very upset and insecure now. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think being in a Taiko Waititi film means that at the end you're very insecure. <laughs> it's like all men who approach one of his movies instantly become massively insecure because that's like his thing as a filmmaker. But also I kind of, to put my Marvel logic brain on, I feel like they're going to retire the Hulk by just making it that it's Bruce Banner now and he'll yeah. just go be a scientist somewhere at the end. But maybe he should go take some lessons with Shuri because I also like that bit where she was basically saying, hey, why didn't you do it like this? And they're like, because we didn't think of it. And that proved that she's smarter than the science bros. Yeah, which is also why I was I was so convinced that Iron Man was going to just specifically die, like die, die, yeah. because what's the point of him now? Because sure he's exactly. here. So who who was an accounting for? So your fave, Korg. Korg and Valkyrie and Meek. Yeah. Who people keep telling me he's dead and he's not. I just want to point out that he's very alive at the end of Thor Ragnarok. I just feel like, oh yeah, he is. Because he wakes yeah, up and he's like, the whole oh my thing. god, Meek, you're alive. Sorry, and he, he really like bad. wriggles a bit. He's <laughs> yeah. fine. Stop saying he's dead. It's upsetting to me. I think if you didn't see them die, they're not dead. Because they would have shown them. Because the fact that we didn't see Hawkeye, although, I mean, God, it'd be really awkward if Hawkeye's like family died. I just maybe that. Oh, oh, there we go. Hawkeye's whole family, Linda Cardellini and his family, get evaporated, which means Hawkeye's back with a vengeance in Avengers Four. Yeah, because he said he's got a bigger storyline. Have you seen this picture of him? He's no. wearing. Do you know Ronan? This is like a whole other thing on its own. The, <laughs> Ronan the Accuser. No, the so Ronan with there's Robert De Niro. The, that would be great. <laughs> or forty seven Ronan. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Ronan like forty seven Ronan. There's this character from the comics called Ronan that it's like a mantle that multiple people have put on, and Hawkeye oh. is one of them. And it's like a, a shady like samurai like. Yes, and he be, I think he appears in um, uh, Wolverine: Enemy of the State, which I yeah. can lend you after this if you want to read. Oh. Um, Oh, that's interesting. So, uh, th uh, well, that means I think he's going to go proper dark then, and we're going to expect a lot more from him. Yeah. Or he's a scroll. Because it's a oh scroll. Oh my god, yeah. Who, or everyone might be scroll. We might have gone through all of this, and then they'll it, get to the end and be like, actually, they're all scrolls. Never maybe mind. Maybe it's like, maybe they all die because they were scrolls. Oh. Okay, I feel like we're like theorizing. <laughs> I feel it so much. I mean, so, I mean, round it up. Because, uh, oh god, I could talk about this for ages, but... Do you want to talk about the quantum realm again? <laughs> I feel like we need to go <laughs> off mic and talk about quantum realm. Yes. And further. Um, thank you so much for coming round. Thank you. Um, this has been fun. We're very excited uh, for the next Avengers film. 2020? 2019? Yeah, I think it's 20... May 2019. It's, it's, it's not soon, guys. It's not soon. <laughs> yeah. There's a Star Wars movie coming out before then. So, yeah. <laughs> just going to advertise Star Wars here. Solo. A yeah. Star Wars because I read that Infinity War made more money than Star Wars, and now I'm upset because I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So, I'm actually furious. To be fair, one thing <laughs> I will say in defense of Star Wars is that there's far more MCU movies than there are Star Wars movies. So, yeah. So, there, there we go. And also, when they made Luke Skywalker disappear, he's 
not come. Sorry, that's a spoiler for a different movie. Oh, you know <laughs> I'm presuming everyone. If you don't know that Luke Skywalker disappeared at the end yeah. of Last Jedi, then you, yeah. you just, that's it. I'm just done. saying they did it first, and he's also not coming back. So we'll leave it on that note. And on that bombshell, <laughs> we'll heading off to the quantum realm. And um, thank you so much for coming around. Um, enjoy. Thank you for listening to the show. Um, catch the next one soonish, where I have a special VFX artist talking to me about her illustrious career. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.